0: Many of you will, uh, will know by now that during half-term, when I had hoped to travel up to my mum's in Scotland, uh, a virus had taken hold of me and I wasn't able to go. You know, I planned one thing, but I had to do something different. I'm still sort of about 95% there, but um, I'm getting there. As I recover, so I might have a slight tickle, slight cough this morning. Again, not something that I plan to do, but it sneaks up on you, doesn't it? I imagine in your life, as in mine, now everything proceeds quite as you hope or plan. Things come along and change. Not everything proceeds as we might want. We think this might be the path ahead, but it might not actually be the journey that we go on. What we have dreamt of doesn't always come to fruition. And that change might be in a negative way. It might be in our work or our family life or our health. And it might be short-term, like hopefully this virus has been, or it might be something much longer. It might bring us great sorrow. It might also take us to a place of joy. We might experience different blessings beyond what we had expected. We might have one path in mind, but something much greater actually comes to be. For whenever we walk with God, be it in what the world might consider good times or bad, we actually discover something about our life and about God and his great love. 4,000 years ago, when the events of the passage that we have today took place. That was how Abram's experience. He thought his life was going one way and a new beginning comes. Abram, whose name meant exalted father, didn't really have that much in the way of plans. Sort of, he was at that stage of sort of not having really much in the way of plans anymore. He's recorded here in the reading as being 99, nearly a century old. And even allowing for the idea that some might postulate that EGs might not be recorded as accurately or in the same way as we would understand, we see that he thinks of himself as a bit past it. You know? What? Me? He laughs. Doesn't he? He prostrates himself twice in the passage. The first time is giving honour to God, and the second time is more as if he collapses in laughter. At what God has told them is going to happen. When the writer of the Hebrews in the New Testament thinks of Abram and this episode and, and what is going to happen, he looks at that patriarch, patriarch and calls him as good as dead. That's what he says in, in Hebrews 11 from this one man. And he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as sand on the seashore. As good as dead, written off. Only God hasn't written him off. God has big plans. God has something in store. Abram, 99, with his wife Sarai, who's declared to be 90, are the people through which God will bring forth a new covenant. Abram will have a name changed to father of many. And Sarai, my princess, will become Sarah, the princess mother of nations. That's not the end of things. That's the beginning. It's a new start when they least expected. Changing the names to Abram and Sarah doesn't physically or spiritually actually change anything about them as individual people. But it causes them to make a public statement about who they are and how their life is going to be different. We tend to not use our own name unless we're introducing ourselves to someone. Like me at the start of the service. Hello, I'm Keith Morrison. I'm the minister here at Linfield United Reformed Church. You know, I, I say that. I meet someone. I might shake their hands. Hello, I'm Keith. says who he is to someone else. And when this name change comes, he's going to have to introduce himself differently. He's going to have to declare himself to be somebody new. When someone gets married and changes their surname, it doesn't change that person, but it makes a statement about their life. If someone takes a new title, a reverend, a lady, a lord, a doctor, a professor, Ms, whatever the title may be, it makes a declaration about who they are. In the market square, trading sheep, Abram is now going to be calling himself Abraham. It will make people notice, and they will respond differently. He's still the same person, but they will respond differently. It's not something that he's done but it's prophetic about what God is going to be doing in his life. This change comes because of the Lord. And the Lord here has the Hebrew name El Shaddai, which we translate as God Almighty, God All-Powerful. El Shaddai is able to do the otherwise undoable. El Shaddai does the things that otherwise we cannot comprehend in nature that seem to go against science. Things that are impossible become possible when El Shaddai decrees it. And in the book of Genesis, this title, this name for God, particularly relates to uh, blessings of fruitfulness into families, into this family. So that father Abraham's children will be great in number so that the elderly couples family may become a nation and that Abraham himself will be a father of many nations. These being the Israelites from his grandson Jacob, the Edomites from Esau, the Ishmaelite people from his son by Hagar, and the Midianites from uh, Keturah. You know there's four different tribes that will come out of him, four different nations, great nations that will be populating land. Four nations stem from Abraham. And so El Shaddai has given him this name, father of many. Now that does not mean that God necessarily intended Abram, to have all them. You know, when Abram lay with Hagar, that was not part of God's plan. That was not the original intention. Sex with the slave should not have happened. But it did. And God will care for Hagar and Ishmael. And they will become a nation. The actions of even the heroes of the Bible are not all they could be. They could result in issues within families. They can have lasting consequences. Yet God recognises our humanity and continues to love And continues to work with those people. And continues to push things forward. So that his plan, how he does want things to be, will come out. Abram here is called to be blameless. And walk with El Shaddai. Now, of course, the law that would define what is being blameless hasn't really been laid down at this point. You know, that's another 500 years or so in the future when the law gets given to Moses. But there should be a sense with Abraham as to what being blameless means about trying to live God's way Likewise, earlier Noah was seen to be blameless and walking with God when called to build the ark. But he's not really blameless in everything that he does. You know, after the flood, he's found there drunk and naked and asleep. He's not perfect. There's no true perfection from the day of Adam until the end of the earth, except for that seen in Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. And we are only able to stand as blameless before the Heavenly Father because of what the Son has done, because He pays the price for our sins. And he takes that from us and we appear as blameless before the father however frail we are however young or old we are whoever we are whatever plans we have however far from being blameless we are god wants us to know that we are loved And that we can do amazing things to see the kingdom grow. Whatever we imagine to be the next stage of our life, and maybe like Abram, we don't really have big plans for that. Whatever it may be, God can open a door to something new. God can say you can be part of something greater you still have much to offer now i could be wrong but i imagine it's unlikely that if you are in your 90s that god is now calling you to be father or mother of a great nation you yeah. know i might be wrong But perhaps he is calling you to share the love as a father or mother in a situation that is painful to bring forth your experience, to share something of who you are, to reveal something new of God to the generations. That come after you. He would want us to be honest. About who we are. And that we are his people. That name change. That is given to Abraham. And given to Sarah. Is so that they will be honest with who they are. That they are God's people. That there's something different happening in their life. They're not the same as the wider community. God has blessed them and is doing something with them. God is blessing you and will do things with you if you allow him. Certainly, El Shaddai, God Almighty, wants us to walk with his son, to consider how we live reflecting that love that is seen in the world that comes from the father through the son and gives us a new beginning so that we can see and seek the kingdom in its glory upon the earth. Whether you're 99, whether you're nowhere near that, God loves you and opens the door to something new. Amen.